Welcome to Konaha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hey Gwen, how's, how's it been? Oh my god. Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Up to anything? I started reading Windbreaker. Okay. I, I know what that is, but like you should say what that is, maybe. Yeah, it's a, it's a manga. It's a... Sort of like a shonen manga about a kid who enrolls in this like school that has like a really bad reputation as like uh, the big like delinquent school where everyone beats each other up because he wants to fight people and be the strongest and stuff. But he shows up and it turns out that two years ago, the person in charge of the school decided to make everyone like the village heroes instead. Uh, And so he joins this gang of boys that just like guard the town and protect people from other gangs. It's like pretty fun. That's pretty fun. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I've seen people, people talking about that. I mean, you included now. Um, I don't, I don't know if much to contribute. I, I, I haven't meaning to check it out. I haven't read it yet, but you know, if it's good. I'll, I'll maybe move that up my list of things that I'll maybe just like get to one day. Uh huh. I mean, it is just very forward about the whole, like fighting is a means of communication against your opponent. Right. And I can, I can get on board for that. Winning isn't just being about stronger. You have to be like rhetorically correct. All right, is like a means to victory, and I think that's really fun. Well, that does seem fun. Yeah, Hang on, I, 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 I hope that if one thing comes through on this podcast is that I have like an, a deep, abiding love of like fight comic bullshit. Oh yeah, I love, I love communicating feelings through an exchange of fists. I love, love all of that. Ruby, you would love this so much. It's such a good comic. Maybe start reading it after we finish recording, even. Nice. And maybe I talk about it next time we record, and we actually have something we like both watch to talk about for once. Yeah. Or read, I guess, in this case. Yeah. God, what else? It's like been a minute since we recorded. I know we keep saying this, but it's, you know, it's winter. It's winter. Anything could happen. So I've been thinking a lot about Spider-Man recently. Yeah? No reason in particular. I just, sometimes you think about Spider-Man. Oh, I, you don't need to explain this to me. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, specifically, I was thinking about, like, uh, you know how, like, right after Spider-Verse came out and people were making their, like, Spider-Man OCs? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just caught the bug, and I've been thinking about it a lot. So have you made a Spider-Man OC, or are you just considering it? I'm considering it. Have you been doing research? Have you been, like... Yeah, I think I've got, like... I think I figured out what kind of spider I want to go with and what, like, powers that would convey, you know, beyond oh, the normal spider Oh, you've been about, like, spiders and not Spider-Men. <laughs> okay, well, they go hand in hand. Sure, sure. I, I guess I was just like, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe Gwen really like a Spider-Man comic or something, but no. No, you just looked about spiders. I was thinking about spiders to the end of generating a Spider-Man. Okay, so, like... Okay, what's your favorite spider? Ah, favorite spider, God. I could answer this question. I'm putting you on the spot, though. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the one that I went with to kind of, like, skirt the question. That's fine. Uh, so you know about tarantulas? Yes, yes, I'm aware of tarantulas. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, that's, that's it, okay. You were, you were going somewhere with this. No, I was, but I thought a pause there would be really funny. Uh, so tarantulas, tarantulas do this thing where they have, like, hair on their body, and they can shake it off, and it's, like, irritating. <laughs> and so I thought my Spider-Man would have the ability to, like, 
grow and shoot like spikes and debris. Okay. Um, and specifically what made me think about this is, uh, if any of you listening out there are like digital artists, you'll know of these little gloves that, that you get. So like your, your like pinky finger and like the meat of your hand doesn't cause like friction against the screen when you're drawing. Uh, and it's just like, it's like a loop at the wrist and then it covers up your pinky and your ring finger but leaves the middle finger, index finger, and thumb, like, bare. And I thought that would be, like, a really cool, like, Spider-Man, like, glove design to have, like, the the bare fingers. And I thought it would be cool if, like, there was a reason for that, because, like, you know, you would need, like, a skin to grow the spikes and throw them. All right. Yeah, I can, I can go with that. <laughs> that's, that's all I've got so far. All right. I mean, that's that's like a that's like a foundation, right? Like maybe this is this is like maybe this is apocryphal. I don't know where this comes from. I do know that like it's at least said that like part of the discussion that went to creation of Spider Man is like okay, well we need to give him like a cool distinctive power that like stands out. So you know, yeah. If you think about it, you're you're right up there with the greats and uh, making spider themed guys. Thank you. And besides all that, I have just been reading an absurd amount of Yuri manga, and that's going to be my little secret. <laughs> Nobody gets to know which ones. Yep. You're going to take that secret with you to your grave. Yeah, well, you know, maybe not my grave. Whose grave? <laughs> what have you been up to? Uh, um, let's see, what have I been up to? I've been, I don't know. I've, uh, I always feel so deflated when somebody asks me this question. It takes me a while to remember. Like, I mean, the thing, I think that's been on my mind is that, like, I, like, recently Tropical Rouge Precure ended. Which is like, I mean, I, I'm I'm a fan of Precure. I uh, like like I mean, I go I come on this podcast and I talk about like Naruto and I talk about Naruto staff, but like I don't know shit about Naruto staff in comparison to what I know about Precure staff. It's just like something I've been paying attention to for a long time. Something I've been very interested in. He has like a great a great like series of shows with a fascinating production history, and I think that Tropical Rouge Precure in particular is just like a fantastic show. It's got a great cast of characters. There's like a funny mermaid girl that everybody loves, and like you could love that funny mermaid girl too if you watched it. I do love that funny mermaid girl. I have not watched the show. That's that's how it goes for a lot of people, I find. So it's over, huh? How was the ending? Are you satisfied? Are you happy? Yeah, I'm, I'm really satisfied. I think it really like I, I think I think it really like managed to bring everything home, and I think it like it, it winds up hitting some pretty standard like this is the end of a magical girl show beats, but I think it like has its own spin on them, and like it managed to like bring it together in a way that feels very satisfying for what that show is doing. Because um, you know, well, I mean, I understand that Precure has a lot of history behind it Mm -hmm. and like a lot of uh a lot of backing a lot of support to where like i don't know that i you know i don't i don't know anything about this show i don't know anything about it's like production or anything like that but i would imagine that if uh if a show were to have these problems i would not think it would be like a precure in that like a lot of shows don't get to have the endings that they want just because of, like, production issues? Or? Yeah, just because of production issues or, like, you know, just all kinds of things that can happen. Mm-hmm. Like, and endings are hard to do a lot of the time. Yeah, and, like, I mean, Precure is just, like, that is, like, a production that has just kind of been running nonstop for, like, uh, I don't know, like, I guess it's, like, nearing 20 years now. And so, yeah, like, it's, I mean, like, the, 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 the amount of staff and, like, the amount of, like, uh, the production of Precure isn't where it's been at its height, but I think it's still, like, you know, it's still consistent and solid, and it's still, like, still has some incredible heights, and it's still, like, it, it's it's not, like, a show that's in a position where it just kind of, like, explodes at the end and, like, needs to delay its final episode by half a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, 
That's good. It's it's always nice when a show you like has like a good ending. Because mm-hmm. like endings are something that for me like make or break my memory of like a whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like the the last moments you have with something and that's going to flavor how you remember it for the rest of forever. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. I can see that. I was like trying to think of a thing that like I, I remember like, I had like a really good ending, a really bad ending that like totally like shifted my, my, my feelings on the thing. I don't know if I have one, but like I... Well, I mean, I do. It's pretty recent. Wonder Egg Priority. Like, oh, just... yeah. I didn't watch the ending of that show, so... Yeah, I mean, like it didn't have one, so... Yeah, I mean, it seems, seems like it worked out okay for me then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like... I don't know. I, I don't want to go into talking about Wonder Egg right now, just because we have a whole fucking podcast to record. We do have a whole podcast to record, and like we have like good anime to talk about this week. I think. Yeah, we do. Fuck. Oh my god. There's some great episodes of Naruto. Do you want? Do you want to get into them? Yeah, we can get into them straight to the straight to the recaps. Okay. Episode seventeen: White Past, Hidden Ambition. Naruto's real mad about Sasuke getting got and moves in to kill Haku as he slips back inside a mirror. Naruto breaks a mirror and Haku jumps out to get him. Naruto catches Haku and punches him in the head so hard he goes flying through another mirror and hits the ground a good 10 yards away. Haku stands up as the rest of the mirrors break around Naruto and he accepts his death as Naruto comes in for one final hit. But Naruto stops short, his rage gone when he sees Haku's mask fall away, to reveal the nice kid he met in the woods. Meanwhile, Kakashi does a cute little ribbon dance with a summoning scroll. Alright, Ruby, who worked on this episode? Okay, so, this episode was storyboarded and directed by Toshiki Tsuru. Um, I talked about Tsuru a bit before um, in the first episode of this podcast that we've advised you not to listen to, uh-huh. so I should probably like give the basic rundown of who he is. Um, so, Toshiki Tsuru is a, uh, a director who has, like, for a long time, been affiliated with various uh, Studio Piro projects. Uh, he had worked with uh, the director of Naruto, Hayato Date, on like several of the shows he worked on immediately prior to Naruto, and like carried over to this one. He directed like a whole bunch of iconic like openings and episodes and endings for Naruto, um, including like both the first and uh, first opening and ending of the show. I, I think uh, Suru is notable for like a few things. I think the first thing is that. Um, uh, he has just like a really strong understanding of like what makes Naruto work. I think all almost all of his episodes uh, have like like just do a really great job of expanding on the source material and like pulling on the strongest threads of that and like building them into something that really comes together and works really and uh, and just like coheres into something that is like in many I, I feel it is in many cases stronger than what it's building off of I feel like even even if people don't like consciously know it there's definitely like moments that they think of that are like stronger in their mind because of uh, the work that Suru did in reinterpreting it for the show um, another thing about Suru is that he is like in in this period of anime production as like the shift into digital production was being made uh he is like he was very like quick to adapt uh various like techniques and really like lean into them um in many cases like very ahead of the pack in terms of like what he was doing with that and so like like i think a lot of his episodes are just like th- there's like it's really noticeable like the way it's composited differently if you're paying attention for that and the way that like he's kind of leaning into some of those techniques that were fairly experimental at the time and the third thing that i want to bring up right now is that like for most of his Naruto episodes, he is collaborating with Hirofumi Suzuki, who is one of the two character designers on this show. And so, like, which means usually when you get a Toshigisuru episode, it is an episode where, like, everything looks really good and consistent. And, like, the show is just, like, moving at, like, a much, uh, um, like, 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 at a much more, like, fluid and, like, consistent level, both because, like, 
these episodes being given priority in the production, like getting like big name animators and like the like Suru and uh, Suzuki bringing their own like regular collaborators on board with them, and just like that's the degree of like animation correction and direction that go- comes in from Suzuki. So generally speaking, there, there's just like a lot going for like a Toshiki Suru and Hirofumi Suzuki episode every time it happens, pretty much. I haven't been paying attention to any of that stuff because you are. Mm-hmm. I can already tell the thing you said sounds true because fuck this episode. Right? It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, I also I, um, I also want to shout out a few animators working on this episode. Uh, we've, we have uh, Nozomu Abe, who I talked about before, who is like a current ace anime over at UFO Table. Um, we have uh, Takahiro Chiba, who is like another extremely talented animator who is like, who is at, th- at this point, I think he's best known for his really extensive work on Haikyuu. Like he's he is very like instrumental in like establishing like what people think of when like they think about the way that the Haikyuu anime adaptation moves and like just just, just is, has done a lot of work in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've also got like a few names who are like pretty pretty consistently like present on Naruto and are putting in good work on Naruto and like some of them who have been on the franchise like basically from the beginning of it to now on Boruto. Like we've got uh, specifically I'm, I'm thinking about, like on this episode we have uh, Masaru Hyoto who is like. In addition to being an animator on this episode, is also like uh, an animation director on it, alongside Hirofumi Suzuki and uh, Chiyuki Tanaka. One of the, one of these days, I'm going to start recognizing names. <laughs> I believe in you, but yes, yeah, so I I think that this episode looks great. I think this is probably my favorite of the episodes that um, we're going to be talking about this week, even if I think it's like probably like not the most iconic in a lot of fans' minds. Um, yeah, I mean, like that that whole first sequence. In the, in the recap, this is the part where, like, Naruto going apeshit and Haku doing the fucking mirror tricks looks so good this episode. It's so good. I mean, like, a thing I want to point out is, um, when I talk about uh, Suru's, like, adaptation of digital techniques and, like, the way that his episodes are, like, composited very mindfully of that, like, mm-hmm. y- you get a lot of, like, um, like, you know, when the Ninetales chakra is going a while, there's all these, like, distortion effects over the screen a lot of the time. And, like, in spite of that, um... Like, even in, like, fairly low-resolution, like, files I ha- I'm, I'm watching here, like, like the line work is preserved, I, I feel, like, remarkably well. Like, I-, I could watch, like, a show that came out very recently in, like, 1080p, and, uh, I like, in many cases would have, like, if, if there was this kind of effect going on, I feel like the, the line work would be presented, like, less uh, consistently and appealingly. I think there's, like, a really strong sense of, like, how to present the animation in addition to, like, the effects that need to be there to communicate other things that are going on. Definitely. There's also that like really cool effect where like it, it, it's like a close up of Naruto's face and like goes all grayscale and there's all the like it's all like all the all like really like shaky and like radiating out. It's it's very cool. Oh, it's so cool. Like I, I I think that like even if it's not like like most of this episode isn't action, but the little bits we do get, I think there's some really like solid and cleanly presented ideas. Like there's the bit where Naruto smashes one of the mirrors and the Haku like tumbles out of like a shard of a broken mirror to like try and get past him. Yeah, it's oh my. Ugh. It's it's just like just like great like that continues over to when we get to like Kakashi and there's like that there's this like really like this like kind of understated piece of animation that I find really cool where like it, it like zooms in on like Kakashi's hand like unbuckling a compartment on his chest as he like pulls the scroll out of his like out and like lets it drop into his hand and it's not like it's not the flashiest thing in the world but it's just like nicely weighty and like well timed and it like it just feels cool. Speaking of Kakashi, yeah, the river dance was really funny. Rubidance is really funny. I mean, you know, sometimes it's what you gotta do to get your dogs to appear. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta call your dogs to the gay little ribbon dance. That's that's part of the contract. They're like, hey, you need to do a silly dance for us every once in a while. I, I do think it's very cool how, like, 
I mean, a lot of times when people are, like, summoning a Naruto, they, like, bite their thumb or something to get blood, and he just, like, swabs across his big chest wound that he got. Yeah. It's fucking sick. Oh, my God. Because, like, you know, it makes sense if you're already bleeding. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, work with what you got. Don't make yourself lose more blood. It's, uh, it's just efficient. It's just efficient. Like, the Kakashi is, like, he, 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 like, he, like, notices that, like, some nine-tailed fox tracker shit's going on. He's like, okay, hold on, I don't have time for this. He's like, hey, hey, Zabuza. Let's just let's just try to kill each other the next attack. Let's let's just be bros about it. Sonic said this, and so I was like, "Yeah, sure, man. That's that's beautiful. It is beautiful. This is. I mean, we haven't even got into the meat of it yet, but this is like like if if the credits were to roll right now at this point in the episode that we're talking about, like favorite episode of the batch. I like my yeah, like my my favorite stuff is still come. I think it like what in terms of what uh what this episode managed to draw out of the source material and like what it managed to present about it. Mm-hmm. Just that that whole the, the the whole sequence with Haku getting punched and stuff is just like cemented in my brain now as like the coolest shit ever. That kid goes flying. He's just rolling across the bridge forever. It looks rough. It's it is so... not a good hit to take. <laughs> oh my god! And like the mask falls away. Mm-hmm. Ah. Right, like not like Naruto just like fucking stops in the middle of this charge over there, and it's like, wait, I know this fanboy. <laughs> I'm sorry. This podcast was going to be my last chance to call Haku a fanboy. Okay, you you got to get it out. I had to get it out. I'm sorry. I'll apologize on Twitter too. <laughs> I'm gonna like add an extra stroke through the like headband, like the the village symbol on the headband, to like signal your second exile from it for calling <laughs> Haku a fanboy. No, you'd be the first one. You you fucking left the you you left the leaf. I I'm still with the. <laughs> Oh, right, right. I forgot about Allure. <laughs> Alright, so... With that, I guess, do you want to move on to the next, uh... Yeah, sure. Haku wonders why Naruto hasn't killed him yet, and questions Naruto's devotion to Sasuke. Naruto decks him. Haku explains that holding back on a defeated opponent is no mercy, and that Zabaza has no use for a weakling. Naruto questions Haku's choice of loved ones, and Haku explains that where he's from, people with Kekai Genkai are hunted down and killed out of fear, and that when his father found out his mother carried the blood, he killed her and tried to kill him. After this, Haku explains how lonely it was not having anyone in the world that needs you, and Naruto finally gets how similar they are just before Haku asks Naruto to kill him. Kakashi conjures a bunch of very good dogs to sniff out and bite Zabuza. With Zabuza on dog lockdown, Kakashi has a moment to talk about Zabuza's failed coup and show off his cool lightning blade. Naruto doesn't want to kill Haku. Alright, um... God, I, I feel kind of bad on the previous recording being like, man, it's so awesome that Haku is like resolving to kill in this moment. And then like in this episode, we immediately get him kind of like dealing with the fact that like he doesn't actually have what it needs to kill somebody because he like he knows he hasn't killed Sasuke right now. And so he's just like, well, shit, I guess I have to die. Like, I, I, it does feel kind of bad. Be like, oh, man, this is an awesome moment for Haku. And that very resolve is like makes Haku feel like so crushed. He feels like he doesn't deserve to keep living. Yeah, this is, this is this is the follies of making a podcast where I like mostly remember the story beats, but don't remember like everything. And uh, <laughs> it's okay; it's what we're here for. It's okay. It is still a cool moment in that episode. I'll stand by that. But like, yeah, damn, rough for this kid. I'm so sad, Ruby. I don't want it to be this way. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's sad. It sucks. It's like like it's not like oh this is the show is bad. It's just like damn, this sucks. It's, it's like this has to happen, you know? And it's like... It's so sad, because, like, Naruto... Haku is right now teaching Naruto 
how to be the kind of good person that he's going to be throughout the rest of Naruto, right? Could you elaborate on that, actually? I think... Because I, I think this is a key step in it, but I think that, like... It's for sure a key... Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just the whole thing of, like, it is both being someone who Naruto, like, already can relate to a lot, based off of the conversation they had in the woods prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, even, even though Naruto didn't, like, realize it at the time, necessarily, that it's, like, that they did have so much in common. And also showing Naruto right now how, like, kind of fucked up and bad it is to live your life this way. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, I mean, the thing I think that's is interesting about this is that, like, in this scene, you kind of see, like, you kind of see Naruto start to be convinced to kill Haku, right? Like, Naruto, like, he doesn't like it, but, like, you know, he, he, he feels at least a little bit ready to do it by, like, you know, the, the the time this rap, like, things rap for Haku. Like, and that's, that's, like, part of what makes it so, like, so crushing to me is, like, like, the, 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 there's there's probably another way, but, like, nobody on this bridge can see it because they're all just fucked. Because they're in it. Just in it. I, I, I forget if it's in this episode or the next one where, like, Haku is, like, is, like, in, 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 like, in trying to convince Naruto to kill him. He's, like, thinking about how, um, how, like, if Naruto manages, like, bypass this barrier of like being able to kill somebody who he like empathizes with then like he'll, he'll he'll become really strong and like haku feels some sort of like pride and hope in that and it is just like man it's sad it's really sad we should we, we should hurry up and go save haku <laughs> we gotta we gotta go we gotta go save haku <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> yeah so something i think is really interesting about like something i think this episode does really well is um when Haku is talking about his uh, about his backstory, um, basically none of the imagery we see of that in this episode is in the manga at all. Ooh, is it depicted in the manga just as like as straight up as like Haku standing there talking? It is, yeah, it is. It is like literally Haku standing there talking, and like occasionally we get um, we we there's like a panel where it's like okay, it's it's mostly text bubbles, but there's like some blood splattered on some snow or something. Yeah. The, 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 the whole scene is, like, basically like that. And I think that there's, like, a lot of, like, really striking imagery that, like, they managed to draw out of it, like... Like Haku fucking up his whole fucking house? Yeah, right? Like, like there's, 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 like, the shot where, like, when, when Haku's talking about having kill, killed his family, like, you get the sense, like, oh, it's not like he, like, went into a rage or, like, had to win a fight. It's just, like, there's his house has, like, exploded into, like, a fucked up ice crystal. There's, like, a shot where, like... Like, when Aku was talking about how his dad, like, tried to kill him, like, there, you can see in the background of the shot, there's, like, oh, like, the rest of the people in, in, in like, the place Haku lived, like, came by to make sure that Haku's dad killed him. Yeah. I, I, I think it, like, I think there's a bunch of stuff that, like, provides this really, like, striking, like, weight and tone to, um... It just gives it a lot more, like, weight and texture in a way that's, like, compelling and grounding? Yeah, for sure. Like, when... Yeah, like when when Haku is just like standing there, um, like 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 saying what happened. I mean, like you you, you get the idea, but I think that uh, I I think that for having basically like for for having like very little to like draw on, I think that Suru does a great job of um, like building something that's like very like like very well realized in a, in like a very short amount of time. Yeah, that's cool. Another thing that he's is really compelling about like Haku's backstory stuff is like the. I, I think it lends a lot of weight to the sort of like crushing generational weight of like here's why the world is bad in Naruto, where we have like where we have like Zabuza like reaching out to this kid and being like, Well, I can't make you into a weapon for me and it's like 
I, I mean, I would like to. I, I, I believe that's not just like a cynical thing that Zabuz is doing. I think he, I don't think that's just Zabuz being like, oh, I can take advantage of this kid. I think he's like on some level, Zabuz is just a guy who's like, this is kind of what we all want to hear, right? Like, <laughs> fuck yeah, I'd love it if I was like a kid and some man approached me and said like, "What's up? You want to be a killer?" <laughs> like, like it's, it's it's clear that this like weighed on hockey really heavily like it fu- fucked him up but it's not like like i like i don't see it as a thing where uh where zabuza is like wi- like willingly playing into that so much as he's just like doing the thing he knows how to do and like trying to find a place for this kid because like yeah because like zabuza has his has his own horse shit mm-hmm. right because you know zabuza's whole murder situation yeah zabuza I mean, we, don't, we don't really know what drove like uh Zabuza to kill like a bunch of children to like before he even had to for like his uh, his high school graduate or like his his middle school graduation, but like it probably wasn't because he was like I think this is awesome. I, I, I think this is just like such a strong microcosm of like what is going on in the world of Naruto as a whole, where we have like Zabuza kind of trying to be a dad to this kid and like he's fucking up really bad and also like it's it, it's hard for me not to like feel like sympathetic to him also yeah yeah i think it's really good that they that they introduced like a worse murder sicko so that we could sympathize with zabuza more (laughs) (laughs) zabuza's not a sicko at all he's just like dramatic (laughs) yeah 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 but like if it was if fucking waraji wasn't there we wouldn't have a real one to compare him to yeah right like that's 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 the thing it's really nice to have put in perspective is like we know what a sicko looks like now and uh he's got a katana (laughs) He's got a katana and he doesn't have much else going on. We should save Zabuza too. Yeah, okay. So yeah, we, we cut back over to uh, to Zabuza and Kakashi, and Zabuza is like extremely being held in place by dogs. I feel like I, I, I talked about the Haku flashback as being the thing that's like the most changed and expanded from uh from the manga, and I think this is like the image that makes it like the is like the most directly translated from the manga to the anime because it's just really good. Like you just, there's just not much to improve on. You've got like, you've got Pakun hanging from Zabuza's headband. You've got like the big fucking bulldog over Zabuza's shoulder. You've got the dog who's like got his head through the hole in Zabuza's sword that's like biting it in place. There's just so many dogs here. It's like a great little image. I love it. I love Kakashi's dogs. I love that Kakashi is just a motherfucker who like, if you know what happened with the Sharingan never happened, Kakashi would be the dog guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. And he'd be good at it. Yeah, he'd be fucking good at it. You put Kiba out of a job. Yeah. Kiba's like a different kind of dog guy, but... Yeah. I mean, not that different. The only the only reason Kakashi doesn't bring a dog around with him all the time is because he has the shining gun. So he's fucking relegated dogs to trump card. If, if, if he didn't have the shining gun, he'd have like a really tiny dog hiding under his headband. <laughs> In his eye sock. Yeah. <laughs> Like he still lost the eye, he just didn't. He just didn't get the shower gun. <laughs> like a little chain chop. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Man, I laugh at my own shit too much. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it happens. You wanted to talk about. I'm looking at this bullet point here, and it says Kakashi's understanding of Zabuza's deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a scene where, like, once Kashi has Zabuza under dog lockdown, he's like, "All right, I know, I know what you're fucking about. I know what you did. I, I like, I, I've read the reports." And he like starts explaining, um, 
that Zabuza attempted a coup against the Mizukage, like, failed to kill him, and, like, basically, like, fled the village, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that's, like, fascinating to me about this, this is one of my favorite things that this episode does, um, is that, like, the animation that plays while Kakashi is, like, describing it, like, for one thing, it's, like, very, like, stylish and striking, it's all these, like, it, it, it's, like, like pretty lacking in details, a lot of, like, outlines, and, like, stri- like really, like, harsh lighting, and, um, and, then, and the other thing about it is that, like, the little details, like, a lot of the little details we do get look basically like nothing in Naruto, um, like, when, when he's talking about, like, when, like, there, there's, like, this shot of, like, Zabuza being chased out of the Mizukage's office by, by, like, ninja, and, like, the ninja we see are, like, from, like, completely different, like, visual understanding of what ninja are. Oh, yeah. And, like... Yeah, Zabuza escaped from Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, I think it's, like, it's, like, a Ninja Gaiden guy, and, like, there's this other shot of, like, when he's talking about how Zabuza fled with his, his, uh, like, his sympathizers or whatever, there's this shot of, like... Zabuza and like four other guys running from like this destroyed burning cityscape that looks nothing like the like the village in the mist it looks nothing like any place in Naruto it's just this like completely different uh Ooh, yeah like, style of thing it's just see easy mistake they're actually standing right up against a concrete wall that's a mural <laughs> <laughs> I like it. the the thing that this communicates to me like really plainly is that like when Kakashi is standing here and he's like, I, I, I know what you did. I know what your deal is. I, I, like, your, your shit isn't complicated. Like, th- when we see these, like, visuals he's describing, like, what it reveals to me is that Kakashi doesn't actually know shit. He's just kind of repeating this narrative he's heard that's, like, you know, that, that, that sort of, like, like, affirms his belief that, like, he's doing the right thing here, you know? Um, yeah. Like, when we see in Haku's flashback, when we see Zabuza leaving the village, first of all, uh, it's not on fire. And it's not destroyed. And Zabuza only has Haku with him. Um, and, like, one of those is obviously, like, a much more direct source of, uh, like, what happened there than Kakashi being like, yeah, I heard the official reports. Yeah, that's interesting. You think that's on purpose? I totally think that's on purpose. Like, I really... Because I I, I think it comes up again, like, at the end of this arc, where, like, it, it's very clear that Kakashi doesn't really, like have it figured out he doesn't really have a vision of like what existing in this world and being okay with it is yeah other than just like trying trying to get by and not worry about it too much so i have a bomb to drop on you right now what's that do you know how old kakashi is here god i i feel like i at one point had this information on deck he's like not super old he's like in his 20s right yeah he's younger than us oh god what no no (laughs) how old is kakashi here he's like 24 25 oh god okay yeah like, I, I guess I believe that, right? Because I, I think it's interesting to look at this from, from this perspective of, like, you know, when you're reading Naruto as a teen or whatever, it's like, oh, Kakashi's, like, the cool older guy. And, like, you're reading it now, and it's like, oh, Kakashi is just kind of a dumbass. And, like, that's fine. That's, like, kind of what's good about him. The silver hair ages him up a lot, too. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that, like, I, I feel like his, like, his, like, the character we see that's, like, the closest to Kakashi's peer, like, a guy also, do, like, doesn't really look like he's 25. Yeah. I don't know if Guy is 25. I assume they're probably about the same age. But, like, yeah. it definitely is easy to assume that Kakashi's older than he is. Yeah, I mean, like, Guy and Kakashi are peers. It's safe to assume that they're, like, the same age about. As information's out there, I just don't want to, like, start opening up the wiki and shit in the middle of a podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I was wrong. He's 26, 27. Okay. So he's a little so he's... Bit, he's a little bit older than me, like, about as old as you. Okay, like, a little bit younger than me, maybe. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's, it's another thing that's kind of interesting to me about, like, um, this is something that I was, I was, like, 
turning over in my head about like what Kakashi understands about like Zabuza's like uh Zabuza's like defection from the like the village in the mist um is that like the the report is clearly that that uh that Zabuza had a bunch of guys with him um and I'm wondering if that's just like if, if that's just like some kind of cover up to be like hey we don't want people to know that Zabuza has like a kid with a Kaka Genkai with him because people are going to want to like take that and we don't want that oh interesting yeah like I, I could totally see that being the case it could totally be like a like an on purpose misinformation cover up thing, you know. Especially since like ha- Haku could easily do the job of like ten weaker ninja. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it like it is definitely floated a few times in this uh, in this arc that like Kakashi might not be able to beat Haku, right? Like if it came down to it, yeah. And they were like fighting on equal terms, so like fuck. Thinking about Kakashi being like our age. Mm-hmm. It's making me feel kind of inadequate. I'm not nearly as cool as Kakashi. Yeah, but you're also not, like... Think of it this way. You're also not, like, raising child soldiers, so, like... <laughs> if only I was cool enough to raise child <laughs> No. No, I don't think... I don't think that for real. Gotta, gotta be very clear. We are, we are not pro-child soldier here on this podcast. Well... Quiet. <laughs> Quiet, you're killing me. I would say child soldier, but like, you know, I think it'd be pretty cool to have like a squad of kids around to like, you know, teach karate or whatever. Okay. So like, you, like, it would be fun to be like a martial arts instructor is what you're saying. <laughs> because that's pretty different. Not if they go to war. <laughs> the karate war, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, the karate war. The fucking karate war of 2022. <laughs> like, the world's different uh, now, Ruby. <laughs> Uh, I guess I haven't been outside in a while. Who knows? Who knows what's changed? There's also, like, a few um, details from, like, things we learn later about um, about the village in the mist that I think kind of color the stuff with, uh, with Zabuza in an interesting way. Um, for one thing, uh, the, the Mizukage that Zabuza tried to kill was uh, Yagara Karatachi. Gwen, do you know anything about Yagara Karatachi? I know his name. Okay. So he was, like, the host of the... Is it Two Tails of Turtle or is it Three Tails of Turtle? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, well, one of those numbers is a turtle and one of those numbers is a cat. He's the host of the turtle. He was also, he's also the Mizukagi for a while. He was also, like, um, one of, like, the most hated figures in, like, Village Hidden in the Mist history. Like, when when we go over to, like, in Boruto, there's an arc where they go to the Village Hidden in the Mist and it's like, everybody fucking hates that guy. They hate everybody who's related to that guy. Um, like, he is just kind of a... Uh, like he, he, he's just kind of like a, a figure that they would they are, they are all happiest in the past and uh, would not, um, you know. Yeah, I, I remember in Boruto they treated him as like the figurehead of the whole children murdering each other situation. Yeah, and like it, it's like I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't know if the timeline lines up for him to have been Mizukagi while Zabuza was a kid, but like it, it definitely seems like once he died, there was there were some reforms and they sort of like. Definitely put painted him as a figurehead of like all of that shit they were happy to leave in the past. Which means that if Zabuza had like stuck it out for a couple more years, like I mean maybe they wouldn't have been like, hey, come back, but they probably would have been like, hey, you know, we don't we don't we don't, we don't need to kill that guy anymore. You know, maybe maybe he can work for us again on the down low. Maybe he can like <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like how Sasuke is in Boruto. Yeah, like I bet I bet there are people who like if you asked, hey, how do you feel how did you feel when Zabuza tried to kill the Mizukage? I bet there is a non-zero amount of people who are like, 
was pretty fucking awesome. Like, even at this time, I bet if you went over there, you would find, like, just people in the village who were like, yeah, I kind of wish he killed that guy. Yeah, I was, like, really sad when he didn't kill them. Like, and, like, I, I don't know if that is, um, if, if, if that was, like, something that was done on purpose to, like, try and further soften Zabuza's image, like, later, or if it's just something that, like, lines up that way. But I do, I do think it's interesting that, like, when Kakashi is talking about, like, Kakashi has a speech in this episode about how, like, uh, Zabuza isn't behaving how a shinobi should behave and how he's, like, betraying his country. And uh, I, 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 I just think it really underscores the extent to which Kakashi doesn't really have, like, a deep understanding of what's happening and is kind of posturing to, like, yeah, like affirm the sense that he's doing the right thing here. He's doing a good job. Yeah, are you, are you convinced? Are you convinced by... Uh... <laughs> well, he's so cool. He is pretty cool. I can't deny that. I think his, I think his speech about how, like... About how, you know, like, I don't really buy his speech about how Zabuz has gone too far and how he's like the, he, he's, he's destroying the, the only true hope of the, the people here in this land because, I mean, we, we've expressed our skepticism about Tazana on this podcast, but like, you know, he, Kakashi is pretty cool. There's also like another, uh, like broader Naruto lore detail that I'm turning over in my head, which is that, um, we do eventually meet a Mizukage in, like, a living Mizukage in Naruto. Yeah. And the Mizukage you eventually meet is uh, Mei Terumi, who is, like, um, one of the things that's notable about her is that she has not one, but two Keke Genkai. And I'm wondering if this is meant to signify to us, who are, like, eagle-eyed and really paying attention to the lore, that, like, are we meant to understand that over there they've eventually decided that Keke Genkai are good, or that there's just, like, a really, like, big tension between, like, the ninja village and, like, the broader people who, uh... I have to imagine it's different in ninja villages. Yeah, right. Because they're they're ninja. Kekai Kinka are cool. Yeah, but like, I, I, but like, like also the ninja villages on like some level, like, like they, they do have to like collaborate with like the, the 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 broader government, which I assume is like concerned about the more general population of like the land of water, right? Like, um, so I I, I just have to I, I just it just does make me wonder. Like, I think it would be really interesting if there was like if we got like a, a story about like the how. Like how kind of pissed off, uh, like the land water are about like the the ninjas. I think that could be interesting. We'll probably never get that, and it's fine. But like, I just I I I'm always looking for like the, these weird tensions out in the world of Naruto that like won't be paid off on. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, how I interpret it, how I you know interpret the whole Kika Genkai situation is that the scary thing about them is that like it could be someone without training, mm-hmm. right? And so like being. A shinobi, like like to the average Joe, to the average farmer, like someone with a Kekai Genkai and someone who is a shinobi, like any shinobi, wanting mm-hmm. to kill you are like equally as deadly. Yeah, I can see that. So being a shinobi with a Kekai Genkai doesn't fucking matter. In fact, it's preferable if everyone who has a Kekai Genkai just went off and became shinobi because shinobi have fucking rules. Yeah, they're not going to just explode uh, their house with you in it. Yeah, right. So I have to imagine it's different in ninja villages. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and if you, you know, th- thinking through it logically, like, you, you know, g- giving the fucking, g- giving the fucking torches and pitchfork folk, like, the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. you know, being able to, like, th- think about this, like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it makes sense not to give too much of a shit if a ninja has a Kekai Genkai, because also, mm-hmm. if a ninja has a Kekai Genkai, how would the layman fucking know? Yeah. All right. Right? Like, are you going to know enough about fucking what Shinobi can do to know whether or not that is, like, a normal Jutsu or a Kekai Genkai? Probably not. Probably not. There's, like, one last beat I want to talk about in this episode. 
Okay. Which is there's like a there's like a cutaway to like kind of like a, like a sort of a flashback to like Zabuza and Haku wandering around together, where like and like where 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 like we get like bits of Haku like um, caring for the rabbit that like Naruto scares earlier in the arc. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I, I don't know. I I I, 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 I think it's like a really like I think it's like a, a sweet little callback to have in there to like it, like extrapolate this like. Pretty like small like Im- image from earlier in the arc until like here here here's this like nice little beat for like like he, he, he here is a moment where like Haku got to be almost kind of normal. Yeah, he got to have a pet bunny. Man, we got we really got to save this kid, huh? <laughs> save this kid. <laughs> God damn. Uh, it's gonna be so hard. How far? How far away is this bridge? Where's the? Where, where is? I don't know. It's not. It's not finished yet. We have to like get a boat. <laughs> uh. Okay. Well, you want to move on to the next episode? Sure. Episode 18. The weapons known as Shinobi. Inari tries to rally the villagers to go help fight. The old man he talks through through the door turns him away. Inari has no luck with the rest of the village either. But the old man's wife helps him decide not to let the kid go and get himself killed. Haku finally goads Naruto into attacking as Kakashi steps in to kill Zabuza. Now that the fog's lifted, Haku sees Zabuza about to get lightning bladed and last second catches Naruto's blade and dashes over to get between Kakashi and Zabuza taking a lethal hit, but dispelling Kakashi's dogs in the process. Okay. So h- how do you feel about this scene where, like, Inari's going around trying to get all the get all the villagers to go fight? It's... It's okay, I guess. Yeah, because for me, I guess this was kind of where I started to, like, feel a little bit of a disconnect from, like... I was always at a level where um, I didn't really believe in what this represented, but I... D- th- th- this is sort of where I started to feel like there's two threads happening in these la- in these last few episodes, and one of them is the stuff with like Zabuza and Haku, and the other is um the Land of Wave stuff. That's like, Fucking and uh, I think one of those works much better for me. And I I feel like a lot of um the conclusive stuff for the Land of Wave stuff kind of falls a little flat here. And I'm, I'm, I was trying to figure out why that was exactly, and um it, it's, it's weird because like. It, in practice, like I can totally get behind the idea of like, okay, we're we're like rallying all these people up to like to get out of the fight and to like, you know, they're they're all they're all they're all spurred to you know face this guy who's been um who's, who's, who's been grinding them down to the dust. But like, I mean, I guess part of it is because of like, again, I don't really believe that much in what Tazuna represents. Part of it is just um, I don't know that this show has done a particularly good job of like establishing the idea that these people actually have that much they can do that will matter. Because when Naruto is trying to like reach out to Inari, a lot of it is about like, oh, you know, it's not a lot of it is about the idea that like heroes exist and that like, you know, there are people out there who will like fight for you and who are like able to make a change. But like it, it doesn't really feel like the arc is like, interested in this scene or like in anything that comes from it the idea that these people are actually like able to exist on that level i don't know yeah no i definitely see what you, I, de- I definitely see where you're coming from like the whole like naruto's interaction is like don't worry you can believe in the people that are here to help you and then the the resolution and the takeaway from that is all right everyone collective action let's go yeah, like again, I am not like against collective action. I am not like <laughs> no. It just I think if I think if a, a village of people got together and decided to kill Jeff Bezos, that would be pretty good. Yeah, I do. But... <laughs> I do too. If it like meant anything or worked, 
<laughs> here it's just out of place. Yeah, it it just doesn't feel like there's been a lot to like build up to it other than the pretty bad scene where like Tazen is talking about how everybody in the village is like a coward now because they don't have jobs. Yeah, it just hasn't earned it. It's just like, oh, this is the thing that happens in villages after there's a bad guy running it. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's 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 weak. It's nothing. You know, it's it, it's unsatisfying. It's not a conclusion to what is like actually happened or like the message that's like actually being sent. It's just the like canned response to the like general situation. And so it falls flat. It just falls flat. I think uh I think we might have been a little bit too late on that Haku front. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh god. Um yeah, it doesn't it doesn't go great for Haku, huh? It's um It was so cool how you made like the ice mirror to like teleport over. Uh-huh. And get there like real quick mid swing. Mm-hmm. Uh bad bad what happened because of it i think yeah i just like it it is like pretty like it's like it's like a bummer to me it's like when when um like what like what once haku like oh shit there's something else i can do like it very quickly becomes clear that like naruto didn't have a chance of kill like even hurting haku if haku wasn't just gonna stand there and like let him as part of like some self-sacrificial plan to create the new like special hero boy who could like kill other kids to bring about change yeah that's maybe like a like a weird way of framing like what what like haku's feeling in that moment i i like i i don't know i don't mean to like come across as like oh i think haku has some contrived plan here i just think you know i i I think it is much simpler than that even right Mm -hmm. like i think we can take haku at his word here and just be like and just know that like haku is feeling defeated like haku knows that he is a tool that is no longer useful yeah, because like he can't, he he just can't see himself actually like he can't see himself killing Nardo. He he knows he didn't, he can't kill Sasuke. Like he he just didn't do it. What do you, what do you, what do you mean Sasuke's dead? Oh, Sasuke dead? Oh, sorry. I, oh. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah, he did. Haku did the fucking death like sleep thing that he did to Zabuza in the beginning. That's you know spoilers mm-hmm. later this episode. Yeah, I, I know that you're all really shocked that Sasuke isn't dead. Uh, but like. <sighs> If Haku didn't die here, mm-hmm. I bet he'd get over it. Yeah, you know, like that's like I like you know if if if, if like if they, if like both Zabuza and Haku like walk away from this, maybe they have a talk and it's like, hey, it's okay, you'll get him next time. We're like, hey, maybe maybe we think about maybe we think of a different way to go about this, where you don't have to kill other kids. Or I, I don't know. I mean, like I don't I don't know that there's a way to achieve what uh what Zabuza wants to do that doesn't like run up against uh maybe needing to kill some kids but yeah well i mean at the very least we could adopt him and maybe he finds some things out about himself and maybe he's not a himself maybe he's a herself you know like maybe you know maybe maybe maybe, who knows (laughs) yeah right like you know like you know like i don't i can't make that decision for haku Uh but like you know like i i i think maybe understanding there's a whole world out there you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a, it's a fucking bummer. Like, it's just sad. It, it is just like, a, like it, it very effectively pulls you into like, man, it would be nice if this kid didn't die. It didn't like feel like he had to die here. Uh, but unfortunately 
uh, this world is like a machine that like crushes kids into feeling like they have to die. So, <sighs> I wanted to talk to karate. <laughs> I I don't know how much you I, like. <laughs> no shade to you. I don't know how much you have to teach Haku about martial arts. I could. Um. <laughs> God, I didn't mean to make you too sad <laughs> to keep recording the podcast. Uh, okay, well, I could do Taco other things. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, you can do Taco other things. There's all sorts of things you know about the hockey doesn't know how to do. Like, you know, healthy coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to be, like, cognizant of your feelings mm-hmm. and, like, how to properly act on them. Because mm-hmm. uh, we all know how good I am at that. Are you, You're really good at that, right? Yeah, yeah. Are we getting at here? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm really happy for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish this kid didn't fucking die. Oh my god. Yeah. Going going into this, I was like, yeah, I like Haku. I had no fucking idea. You didn't. You didn't know how bad I was gonna get your ass, huh? <sighs> Think we could move on. Uh, yeah. Inari suits up with his little crossbow and pot helmet. His mom tries to keep him from leaving to go alone. When he steps through the door, he finds that the whole village is waiting for him outside to go kick some ass. Everyone's shocked to see Haku dead standing with Kakashi's hand in his chest cavity, and the now dog-free Zabuza moves in for a slash. Kakashi tries to pull away from Haku, but the dead kid's got a mortise grip on his wrist, so he jumps back, taking the corpse with him. Kakashi lays Haku down and closes his eyes. As Sakura goes to check on Sasuke, he's still dead. Kakashi and Zabuza start slugging it out, and Kakashi disables one of Zabuza's arms, and Zabuza just can't keep up. Gato shows up with a whole little army of goons as Kakashi takes out Zabuza's other arm. I have something to say. Okay. Uh, about this section. Uh, specifically the part where Zabuza had, like, one arm disabled. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my brother... I've been watching my brother play Dark Souls a lot lately. And uh, I just want to say, fucking Artorius wishes he was this cool. <laughs> Uh, something about Zabuza's posture with the one arm disabled and, like, Artorius's whole situation are just really, really, really reminiscent of each other. Like, as far as, like, posture and, like, the way that they hold themselves. Um, I wonder if it is, like, actual inspiration on, you know, like, Artorius's part because Dark Souls came after. Or if it is some shared heritage, maybe from Berserk. It has been... A long time since I've read Berserk. I don't know if that kind of like stance is ever very prevalent, but not at least like directly in mind. I uh, am entirely ignorant of Berserk, so I can't really like okay illuminate this. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, just 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 the like great sword with arm hanging limp, right? Mm-hmm. Is like one thing, but also like. The, the, like, very specific way that, like, they hold the sword and, like, the way that they're, like, holding themselves really low with, like, really, like, widespread legs. It's very... It, it's very similar. And I would be surprised if Zabuza in this state wasn't, like, a touchstone or, like... Or if they don't have some, like, common heritage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. See, I also don't know about Dark Souls, so, like... I'm just like, yeah, Zabuza. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing about it is that Artorius is the coolest guy in Dark Souls. 
Okay. Right? And Zabuza is the coolest sure, guy. That could in, be true. <laughs> Zabuza is the coolest guy in Naruto. So, like, it makes sense. Everyone agrees that Artorius is the coolest guy in Dark Souls. Okay, this is this is like this won't be controversial statement in any in any place at all. This is this is like a solved issue. Yeah, because like Artor. No offense to Dark Souls, Artorius is the only cool guy. <laughs> that might be a more controversial statement. Like, I I don't really know about Dark Souls, but like. There's just not a lot of cool guys. There's like big monsters and like demons and stuff. Yeah, but like all you big monsters. You think big monsters and demons are excluded from being cool guys, or just none of them are cool guys? Um, I wouldn't say they're excluded, but I think, I mean, there's a difference between being a cool big monster and being a cool guy. I I, I think there could be like a monstrous demon dude that's like a cool guy, but I don't think just not in Dark Souls. There's none of them. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, like the only other contender is the, uh, fuck, I forget his name. He's the, uh, the giant archer that's pals with Artorius. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like just trying to, like, n- nod, like, placidly into the <laughs> microphone. It's not coming through. But, like, I, I, I need to, re- to remind you, I don't know shit about Dark Souls. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Well, let me lay it out for you. Because, uh, so Artorius, cool guy, big sword. Uh-huh. Of the Abyss, or whatever. The Abyss Walker. He, he, he's the dude that walked down into the abyss to try and stop it, and it fucked him up super bad, and he, like, came out crawling by, like, the fucking skin of his teeth, super fucked up, and then you kill him. But he's a cool guy. But the only reason you beat him was because he was super weakened after, like, crawling back from this super deadly encounter. And then this giant dude, who, I forget his name, but if you know anything about Dark Souls, you know about those little carvings you throw on the ground that go, Hello! And he's the dude that carves those, and he can't see, and there's a dragon flying around. There's a dragon flying around, and, like, he takes his big bow, and he shoots the dragon even though he's blind. So you can go and fight it. And it's super cool. He's the only that other... Sounds, he's the only other... pretty cool, Gwen. Yeah, it is cool. He's the only other cool guy. However, everyone agrees that Artorius is the cool guy. Moving on. Moving on. We're done talking about Dark Souls. Which means that once again a two-person podcast. <laughs> I think his name might be like Go. Or like Golf. Go ahead. Okay, Go ahead, we gotta. Okay, moving, we gotta move on. moving on. I just didn't want people to tweet at me. <laughs> okay. Like I know That's it, understandable. I know I know his name now. Don't worry about it. Okay. Where the fuck even were we? Um So Zabuza, he's 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 swinging around his sword. Mm-hmm. He's trying he's he's still trying to fight. He's just not in it. Yeah. He's just, his heart's just not in it anymore, right? Like he's still trying to be like he's still trying to be like, haha, you fucked up. You didn't you didn't kill me. You killed the kid. You idiot. I don't feel any way about this. <laughs> he's just off his game. Yeah. Like the dude, the dude is just taking hits that he uh, he does not need to be taking on a regular basis at this point. His heart's not in it, and also his right arm is not in it, and that really fucks him up. Yeah, like maybe one of those he could handle, but both is uh, is, uh, is rough combo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about great swords; it's kind of a two-hand operation. Uh, I wish it's so sad that it's so sad that Kakashi is really good at fighting Zabuza. <laughs> What's the outcome you're angling for here? It it was like more of a stalemate where they're both like not as damaged by the time Gato arrives and is like ha 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 I've betrayed okay. you. 
And they just go fuck him up? Yeah. And they're bros now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Haku's alive? Yeah. Well, I mean, ideally, yes, but also, like, uh, I've, I've kind of started this fantasy after the the point. Okay. I feel, I feel like if we start this fantasy after that point, they're probably not bros. It might take a while to get to bros. But... <laughs> it might take a minute to get to bros, yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, like, maybe, maybe they can still save him. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hole in his chest. It's like, shit, sorry, I'm gonna put his heart back in there. Hey, hey, anyone see Haku's ribs? We need those. Anybody have some some spare ribs for Haku? I know Gato just brought, brought a bunch of dudes. Maybe you got some ribs? I mean, it is well established that medicine is just fucking stupid in Naruto, so like... You can just do anything. Yeah, I mean, like, if you could transplant an eyeball, you could transplant bones. There is, like, a... like a, um, I don't want to touch on here, where, um... Like, when Sakura is like, running over to, to Sasuke with Hasuna, like, there, like, there's a bit where Sakura is just, like, breaking down crying, and she's just like, sorry, I'm not supposed to be crying, I'm not supposed to be emotional about this, I'm, like, this is, this is, like, I'm, like, objectively being a bad ninja right now, and Tazuna's just like, oh god, am I responsible for this in some way? Did I, like, <laughs> is, is this good to be doing, for me to have done? Uh, doesn't really take this line of reflection much further, but I think it's, like, a very striking moment for me to be like, oh shit, this is, like, this is, like, a bad situation, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Also, I think that, like, uh, Sakura's situation here is, like, actually a really good sort of exposition for Zabuza's situation right now. Yeah. Where, where, where Zabuza is, like, cl- like, clearly torn up about it if you've been paying attention at all, but he's like, Aha! I'm gonna kill you now, because I'm cool and strong, and I'm a awesome warrior who's not phased by my battle son's death. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really, like, connect together in another like a pretty clear way I wasn't really considering. The other thing I want to talk about is, um, so Gato shows up with an army of goons, right? Yeah. And the thing I think is, is is kind of interesting is that, like, in the anime, his army of goons is consistently made way more normal looking. Interesting. Um, like, I'm gonna post a few, like, images of various, like, shots of Gato's goon army to you, and, like, we can put those in the, in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But, like, Probably, like you, probably we will actually just post them in like a Twitter reply. That might be that. That might be what we do also. Yeah, but like as you can see here, there's just like a collection of freaks standing behind Kato. Oh my god, that dude's got a scythe. There's a guy who is double wielding double bladed swords, like swords that have like a blade going off in both directions. Oh yeah, like it. It, it really just seems like they went like fucking wild with drawing a bunch of weirdos in the in in the manga. In a way that it's just like a lot more normal guys in the anime. There's like another shot of a guy who has like four swords strapped to his back. You know, for the, uh, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I was fucking right. He's got four swords strapped to his back. That's somebody who was disarmed once and won't be again. <laughs> it's not, it's never fucking happening again. I'm always going to have a sword going forward. We're going to see that guy again later after time. He's going to have like 12 swords on him. He's like, listen, it's different than before. This time, I'll never run out of swords. And like in in the anime, like there's like some kind of weird guys in uh in uh, in, in Gato's army, but there's also a bunch of like deeply normal looking men. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I imagine any time you conscript a goon army, there's going to be a good deal of deeply normal looking men. It's just logistics. The freaks cost way more. The freaks are yeah. I mean, like we like we know for a fact. Uh, 
I mean, this is the, 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 I guess the game almost the next episode. But we don't Gato is not Gato's not really paying for the freaks. He's uh, he doesn't want to pay for the freaks. The freaks are too expensive for him. He can afford them, but he's just you know he's cutting costs wherever he can. Oh yeah. With that, do you just want to go straight into it? Yeah, sure. All right. Episode nineteen: The Demon in the Snow. Turns out Zabuza is too expensive for Gato, so he's fired. Kakashi and Zabuza call the truce as Gato walks up to challenge them and kicks Haku. Naruto rushes him for the disrespect, but Kakashi stops him. Naruto starts berating Zabuza for how he treated Haku. Zabuza gives the whole Shinobi are only tools speech, but Naruto won't have it and goes off about how to Haku, Zabuza was the most important person in the world. This brings Zabuza to tears. He tears off his face bandages with his teeth and asks Naruto for a knife. So this is another episode where I want to talk about the staff on it a little bit, but it's actually way easier, or it's going to be way faster than last time because it's uh, mostly the same. Once again, uh, storyboarded and directed by Toshigi Suru, animation direction by Hirofumi Suzuki and Masaru Hiyoto, um, and even the key animation list is like mostly the same. There are a few uh, additional names I want to shout out, though. Um, we have like uh, Tetsu Takeuchi, who is like an extremely prolific and talented animator that I'm not like super qualified to uh, go all the way in on in terms of like what he's done. But like the the point of reference that like is most clear in my head is he was like the main animator on a like sort of he, he was the main animator on a show called Hinamatsuri, which is just like a very like kind of bombastic over the top gag anime with just like a bunch of like bur- like bursts of like very funny looking action animation um that he was like central to a lot of and uh the other name is uh tokuyuki matsutake who i'm also like not super familiar with but you can definitely but like it has like worked on a lot of stuff it's on a lot of great looking animation um has sort of a history with uh hirofumi suzuki um they've like definitely worked together a lot and like you know, like like show up to work with each other. Um, they worked together on classic, unreasonably good-looking children's anime Metarot, where uh, Matsutake provided character designs and Suzuki provided mechanical designs. I have I have a question for you about Zabuza. What's that? How old do you think Zabuza is? Um, how old do you think Zabuza is? Uh, like maybe a little older than Kakashi. I don't know. Like I bet there's a canon answer to this. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Because there is, like, a perceived age discrepancy between the sub and the dub. Really? Yeah. Zabuza reads way younger in the dub. Oh, huh, well, like, what, what makes you say that? I don't know. I just think the Japanese voice sounds, like, a lot older. It says here that he's 26, so, like, the same age as Kakashi. Okay. And I read him as, like, dub, I would say, like, 30. Okay. So that's not far off. He's had a rough life. Mm-hmm. And... In the in the the Japanese voice actor, I would put him like older. Like I would say like forty five to fifty, but that was just my like perception of it. You know, like he he definitely has he definitely has like an older sounding voice. Mm-hmm. And he's he's, he's voiced by Ichizuka, right? Who definitely plays a lot of like older guys. Um, yeah. So I, I imagine when you get that guy in this in the in like the recording, with it just kind of like the guy comes out sounding a little older. Yeah, and like he's an older dude himself, right? So like it only makes sense. He's uh, Steve Bloom in English, so he's, he sounds like Steve Bloom. Is that good or bad? I don't know. All right. All right. It's neutral. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's neutral. Just Steve Bloom sounds like Steve Bloom. Like I, I do think it's interesting that uh, we get we get Gato showing up being like, yeah, so uh, Zabuza's rates are like too high for me. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to just sort of pay these guys who have to pay less uh, because this is this is like further extending our um further extending the Tazuna is nice Gato claims because Tazuna opens up this arc by uh, moving to underpay a bunch of ninjas he's hiring. 
Yeah! Woohoo! The guys are so alike. Also, Gato, you dumb motherfucker. Zabazu was about to die here. You wouldn't have to pay him. Yeah, you didn't have to piss him off. It's okay. Like, I guess he didn't know, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I would have left. Maybe I would have just left. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe... You could at least, like, watch the situation for a minute before you stroll up and be like, You're fired! You're fired, and also I'm gonna start kicking this kid that you liked. <laughs> Just start kicking your loved one. Yeah. Fuck this kid. Fuck this kid. You don't have arms, what are you gonna do? Nobody's that good at wielding a knife with their mouth. <laughs> Nobody's good at wielding knives in their teeth. Everybody knows this. Yeah, um... I, I mentioned earlier, like, I, I I don't like this episode as much as the, the first episode we talked about this week. I think that, like... It looks very good still. I think there's a lot, like, a lot of the, like, animation, even in these, like, like, kind of, like, down-tempo bits where, like, uh, like, like, Naruto's talking to Zabuza, like, like, yelling at him for, for, like, appearing callous, and, like, Gato's, like, walking up in Kinkaku. Like, there's, like, just a really impressive sense of volume to a lot of, like, the movement there. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this is, like, a really, like, very, like, impressive-looking episode of television a lot of the time. It's just, um... I also think that it has a lot to cover in, um, like, like in wrapping up the arc, and the stuff it's covering is like stuff I less consistently like, and um, it just has, and, like, it, ju- it just has less room to like sort of like bring out and expand on stuff, just because like you know it needs to do the whole the whole conclusion of this. I don't want to like go here and say like, oh, this, this is like, like I, I don't want to like downplay the extent to which this episode is like a really impressive artistic achievement. Yeah, because it is. Especially in this next segment, because holy shit, we're not there holy yet. But holy shit, shit. yeah, um, yeah. No, I, and I, I really, I really like the moment of like, like, like Naruto's just kind of been hit with like just how fucked up everything around him is, and he doesn't really know where to direct this, so he just starts yelling at Zabuza. And he's like, "Hey, don't you see this is fucked? Did you care? Did you, did you care about this at all?" And uh, I don't know. I, I, I think it's very, it's like kind of real to have him just be like. Like he, like he, like he's kind of just lashing out in this moment, but um, I, 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 I really believe it. I, you know. Yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm so sad that Haku died. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've noticed this actually. It seems like you're pretty bummed about Haku dying. Are you gonna be okay? Yeah, like I'll be fine. Like, uh, you know, is this my? Maybe we should have done something. <laughs> we should have done something. Uh, I'm just sitting here watching them. You know, but Haku just moves too damn fast. Haku is really fast. You know, we weren't we weren't able to dive in, and you know, I do wonder. Mm-hmm. And this is like more than a little bit of a tangent. Uh huh. I wonder what it would look like if Zabuza died there and Haku was still alive. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Cause like Haku wouldn't be okay. Haku would not be okay. Yeah. But you know. But maybe in time. Yeah. Right. Like he'd get over it. Sure. Like, Kakashi wouldn't be alive anymore. That's okay. <laughs> we could just... So is, is your pitch, like, is it, um... Is it, like, Haku and, like, a cell of rogue children running around? Is that your, uh... Like, 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 like Naruto's like, ah, shit, do I even want to go back? And Haku's like, fuck, no, don't do that. Let's just rob into the woods and be sad. Yeah, and, like, this, this is maybe something you have, like, experience with. Uh, it's something that I certainly have experience with. It's, mm-hmm. um, any, any circle of friends, uh, you know how, like, one of them comes out as, like, gay or trans or whatever, and then the rest do very shortly after? Okay, you're, 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 you're I see what you're proposing here. I, th- yeah, I think, I think Haku is the seed there. I think Haku is the one that's like, wait, hold on. 
and then Sasuke and Naruto are like, wait, hold on, and then Sakura could be the straight friend. <laughs> Sakura is the straight friend. I'm sorry to, uh, sorry to all the Sakura heads out there. She's kind of the straight friend. Yeah, I mean, like, my deepest apologies, but, you know. But yeah, do you have, uh, much more you want to touch on before we move on? I think I'm good. Do you want to move on? Or did you have more to talk about? I don't think I did. I don't know. Alright. Well, let's just move on, and then if you had anything to say, you can just regret it forever. Okay. Zabuza catches Naruto's kunai in his teeth and rushes Gato. Gato retreats behind his gang of goons, but Zabuza cuts through them with little concern for his own safety, eventually making it through to Gato, stabbing him in the chest. A bunch of goons follow up and get Zabuza, but he's committed to taking Gato down with him, and knifes him up some more, sending him into the water before collapsing himself. Oh, Sasuke's alive. Zabuza is so fucking cool! Zabuza is so fucking cool. The, the the big scene of Zabuza, like, charging in, rushing past all the guys, fucking him up with the knife in his mouth. Um, Like, basically all of the action there, and, like, the, 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 the bits of, like, Zabuza, like, intimidating Gato, and, like, scaring the shit out of him before he kills him, Uh, that is um pretty much all of Tetsuya Takeuchi, just when the anime started on top of the episode. Um, Yeah. That looks fucking incredible. I think... I, I'm sorry, what was the dude's name again? The, uh... Tetsuya Takeuchi? Yeah, okay. This is the first time where we get that big, like, sort of zoomed out, very loose action, like, flowing stuff that I think is very emblematic of how a lot of, like, really good shit Naruto looks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the first time that, like, we get a glimpse of that, unless I'm mistaken. I think that's right. It's definitely, like, like even if there is something before this, which I don't think there is, this is definitely, like, way more striking than anything before it, right? Like, it is just... Yeah. Because the guy is, is a guy rushing in there, and he's like fighting away this like kind of impractical, but like it looks sick as shit, and it's like really loose and striking, and it's like and it's like it's, it's like a very impactful sequence. It is. Um, I want my eyeballs to melt into it. Yeah. Um. Something. Something actually, I kind of want, want to talk about. Um. Which is like, again, in regards to uh, Toshikazuru and like his sort of like early ad, like adaptation of like digital effects and stuff. Um. There's like a bunch of CG backgrounds in this uh scene. I, th- I think they're like masked pretty well a lot of the part. Like part of it is like it helps that they've got they've got the they've got like the mist thing going on. So like a lot of it isn't calling too much attention to itself, and um, it's I, th- I think it's used really well. Like you, it, it like like it definitely seems like the uh, the sequence is planned around them very well. Where the the, the uh, like Tetsuya animation can like focus on the characters and like getting the uh, the motion right on them, and then like the CG backgrounds can sort of be used to like make it all like click together a little bit better and like flow well and uh you know like like successfully like accentuate the motion i think a lot of that stuff like works really well in this sequence even if it's not like 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 it's not like oh this is like amazing looking cg but i think it's used really well and i think it um doesn't it's it's, like very unobtrusive in this sequence yeah i mean like i didn't even notice it until i saw your bullet point here and then went back and looked for it yeah, the, the, the thing that, like, the one that really took me off is, like, when, when like, Gato goes, like, flying off the bridge, and you, like, you see, the like, the bridge rotate a little bit, like, it's, it's very clear in that shot, but then, like, if you, like, go back, like, if you, like, glance past the, like, really frenetic and exciting bits of Zabas and just, like, killing a bunch of dudes, you can see, like, oh, hey, there's, like, there's, like, that tower on the edge of the bridge you see rotating a little bit, and there's, like, you know, I, I think it's, like, really impressively integrated, and, you know, like, we're, like, very much ahead of the time for, where, like, where the show is being made. Like when the show is being made, yeah, Sabas is so fucking cool here. Like he's so cool. I I love that. He, like he he get like he gets that one last moment of just being to be like real dramatic and uh, like he's got his whole speech about just like 
Like he, like I, I love that he's like really leaning into it when he's like up, up close and threatening Gato. He's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking see you in hell. I'm gonna keep making you fucking miserable, asshole." Yeah, it's like, how, like, how, like, how, how, how could, like, 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 Haku might be going someplace nice, but I don't intend to go to the same place. I'm gonna see you there, asshole. It's great. It's great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he gets to go as he lived. Me too. Okay. Actually, there, there, there's nothing I want to touch on in regards to the uh, the CG in this in this episode, which is um. So uh, I, I was glancing over the credits, and um, I, I, I could have missed something, but like, as far as I could tell, there wasn't a like position. Like, there wasn't like a credit, like, like a position listed in the credits for for like specifically the uh, like like who, like who was responsible for the CG effects. But there is another uh, Toshiki Suru episode later mm-hmm. where I think he uses where, where he really notably uses uses CG to like accentuate the action. Where um, the 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 credited CG environment artists are. Uh, Toshiki Suru, Hirofumi Suzuki, and uh, um, Shinji Yanaginuma, who is also like who is also credited like working in like digital photography on this episode. So like I, I kind of wonder if that if it isn't the same situation here where um where the, where the people are just already in the credits otherwise, but just yeah we're, we're like we're like to, yeah we're like Toshiki Suru and Hirofumi Suzuki are like the you know director of the episode and the animation director of the episode are like sort of like taking on some of that work that like isn't really formalized as part of the production process and um yeah i mean like probably because there's left like similarities between this and like that later episode i'm thinking of that like i i have to wonder if it isn't the same thing going on here mm-hmm. yeah i mean like someone had to have done it mm-hmm. right and they wouldn't just not credit them knock on wood i mean like there's there's all sorts of circumstances where people go like uncredited on uh on episodes um for like all like a whole variety of reasons Mm-hmm. But like at this point, like I again, like there's just not like a, a traditional like like I imagine in a lot of productions there, there's not like always a like CG person in the credits, so like it's not a something as like naturally like yeah, right. Like especially if it's people who are you know doing other stuff for the show like otherwise who are already credited, if they just didn't think to like you know d- distinguish specifically the 3D stuff as like its own category of things that needs to be credited, mm-hmm. that makes total sense to me. Sasuke. Sasuke's good now. Sasuke's good now. Sasuke's healthy. So there's like a there's something I found I found kind of interesting. Um, just like this is like a bit from the manga that uh, winds up being kind of like brushed over in like the amount of stuff that this episode needs to cover. But like um, like the, 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 there is a bit where like Sasuke, uh, well, like after, after Sasuke wakes up, he, he says a few things where it like seems kind of like he he he's like he was like worried that Naruto would have killed Haku when he hears that Haku is dead. Um. Which I think is like an an interesting beat for the character. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of implicit in the anime too. It's just not necessarily like laid out super directly, right? I I think there's one line where he's just like, "Did Naruto?" and then you know, he cuts away mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, another thing I want to mention is I, I I really like the the bit in this episode where like after Zabuza kills Gato and he like turns around and like starts walking back towards towards Haku and we get those like we get like that first person shot of like his his like vision like wavering and blurring as he's like slowly like struggling forward and all of the all of Gato's goons are just kind of like looking on and it's like ah shit I don't want to I don't want to touch this I, I, I think that thing is really is really striking and it's like one of those things where um it's one of those weird things where like I really like how the anime does it and I also kind of want to shout out how um how that page looks in the manga because it's like a different take on the same scene that I think is really um is 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 is, is really striking but like in the in, in the manga like it's it's this one page of like 
where like the, uh, the 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 gutters around the panels are sort of like extended outwards to the edges of the page. Like the it's not like it's not, it's not like it has the the panels hugging the edge like one edge of the page like it often does in 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 the comic. And um, so, so, so there's just like this this sense of like openness and emptiness around the page, and um, that like gradually like expands out as um, the the individual panels get smaller and then open up into like the one big panel of. Uh, like Zabuza's silhouette like collapsing in front of his memory of Haku. Uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Man, this looks like a pretty good comic. <laughs> it's a pretty good looking comic sometimes. Like we're talking about the anime. We're focusing primarily on the anime. Um, but like, you know, if you got to read the comic, that's a pretty good way to do it too. Yeah. And, you know, I, I volunteered to watch the dub because I am the one of the two of us that is most familiar with the dub because that was the version that I watched on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I definitely would like to read the comic also sometime. Well, you know, maybe you should do that. Probably I will. I mean, like, maybe not keep up with it necessarily for the podcast, but like, you know, maybe once we're a ways in, I could go go back and just read it like leisurely. Are we uh, good to move on? I think we're good to move on. The goons still want trouble, but Inari and his angry mob chase them off. Zabuza still wants to see Haku again before he goes, so Kakashi carries him over to die by his side as it begins to snow out of season. Team 7 buries Zabaza and Haku upon a ridge overlooking the river. Naruto, not content with being used as a tool and being cast away, declares that he has a new ninja way, one where he'll live true to himself and not have any regrets. Back at the bridge, the village all get together to send Team 7 off, and when they leave, Tazen decides to name the bridge after Naruto. Alright. Alright. Yeah, so I'm like... Again, I, I talked when we were talking about the previous episode how I wasn't super bought into the uh, the stuff with the village and that. And I again, in here, I feel like I'm kind of uh, checked out once uh, once we have that. Like, all right, now all of Gato's goons decide they just need to like loot the village, um, and then the the, the village get, the guys show up and uh, I, I don't know. It's 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 perfunctory. It's there and then, like it's kind of and then, and then we're uh, I don't know. They were past it. I don't, it doesn't really stick out a ton in my mind. It doesn't, I'm not like very much compelled by it. No, yeah, it's kind of just nothing. Like, like obviously the goons had to be there so Zabuza could cut through them and be really mm-hmm. cool. But I almost wish they just like scattered after the fact. Mm-hmm. Right? And like, e- even while Gato was still alive. Uh-huh. Right? If, 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 if Zabuza just broke through and like got through to Gato and everyone, and all of them were just like, we're not getting paid anyway, so bye. Yeah, and like, I mean, like, because again, even here, like, it's not even like, oh, the, the the village, like, fights off these guys. It's like the village gives Naruto and Kakashi enough, like, courage to bluff enough to scare off all of all of the goons. Yeah, right. Like, 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 like I said before, like, it's just weak. It's just, it is just the canned response of what you do when, like, a village is being threatened by a bunch of guys right like mm-hmm. like that's but like that's barely the story they're telling and they didn't earn it because mm-hmm. we don't know who like any of these people are and like we again like the, the only picture we have of the situation is just like the super condescending picture we get like through tazana yeah so seeing them come together doesn't really like feel like it means much yeah especially especially the way that this is paced like it it, it feels like happening after the whole like Zabuza and Haku situation it, it feels like the resolution that we're supposed to care more about yeah like I, I can't imagine there's anybody who's like more bought into that I can't imagine the people 
like I don't believe the people like making it care more about this stuff than the the Zabuza and Haku stuff. No, it's yeah, no, it's it's just it's just messy. Mm-hmm. Like, can, can, can you give me like a little bit of a downer? Like, again, I I really do like the stuff with Zabuza and Haku on the whole. I think it's very sweet when like Zabuza's like walking back over and he's like, you know, I said all that shit, but like. I'd really like it if I could wind up in the same place as Haku after I die. You know, I th- like I think I think that's like a sweet moment. But like once once it starts snowing and Naruto's like, oh, it's it, you know Haku grew up where it snowed a lot, and then Kakashi's like, ah, oh, he was a boy as pure as the snow. It's it's just kind of clunky. Like those are just kind of some clunkers. I don't I don't really. Uh... Yeah, right. Like I wish they just left that shit unsaid. Yeah, it's like it's okay. We could just let the we can just let the moment hang. Like like we know. That Haku grew up in the snow place, right? Like, mm-hmm. we 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 can make that connection in our minds and feel sad about it. And we like, don't... we know that like Haku like was possessed of like a sort of like purity of ideal and like purpose that like both like drove him forward and was like both kind of admirable and also destroyed him. Like, it's it's just it's okay. We don't we don't really need to have a character like saying that without even saying it and just kind of having this like weird like weirdly trite uh capstone line on it yeah we don't we don't have to have the character who is like wrong about it <laughs> to, yeah to, to be the one to like voice that at the very end but you know it's it's also like kind of a show for children it is kind of a show for children so you know i don't i, I, I can't dock too many points for having to be like a little bit straightforward about the like things they're trying to get across but like, like I, I, I do like the scene later, when, like, like when they're like by Zabuza and Haku's graves that they've done, that they've made. Like, yeah. I think that, I think that really works. I really like Kakashi being like, yeah, I mean, you know, we're not supposed to like have emotional attachments, and we're not supposed to like, you know, we're, we're supposed to be just kind of cold and unfeeling, and uh, you know, be perfect weapons. But like, also we're people, and that's impossible. So don't really worry about it. None of us really get this. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I like that Kakashi's big like adventure statement is like. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's confusing. Just uh, hang in there, I guess. It's like, I don't know. It, it feels honest. It feels like... Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like someone who's 26 going... Yeah, right. Talking to a bunch of teenagers about some, like, hard, <laughs> like, hard stuff that they're going through. It's just like, yeah, man, I don't... Yeah, man, me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gotta be like this. You know, like, I think that's fine for Kakashi because... <laughs> That's that is who he is right now. Yeah, no, like I, I am like I am definitely very invested in the idea of Kakashi as like a guy who is very cool but also doesn't really know shit, and he's just like, you know, he he just he he is trying to like make sure the things that are within his like purview to make okay are are okay. Yeah, I mean, like he's like, look, I didn't sign him to be a therapist to a bunch of children. I do karate, you know. Yeah. I throw knives and make my hand into a lightning knife. Oh, he's pretty good at that. Yeah, and I can conjure dogs. You want to know about any of that stuff? I mean, like, I'll teach one of you one of those things. Yeah, I'll teach one of you one of those things. Um, I'll introduce the other one to a friend who maybe has more, like, has more experience in, like, kind of your whole situation. And the other one, I don't know, you're a girl. You're a girl. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can, like, branch off into the girl subclass and all girls get... I think it would be cute if Kakashi just summoned the dog sometimes to hang out. Yeah. How many of the dogs like him, do you think? They all do at least have, like, at least a little bit, you know? 
like I'm like I'm sure you know like I bet there's like at least a baseline like grudging respect because like yeah this is this is what we would do we're the ninja dogs that get summoned yeah like but I'm gonna from like hell yeah Kakashi I love getting summoned by Kakashi probably this is, this is- probably probably a good amount like I don't know if you've ever known a dog but they are very affectionate animals yeah I guess you're right this is really a particularly fruitful line of questioning you know like uh, imagine imagine Kakashi and Team Seven are like hiking through like a cold zone, like a cold area, and they set up camp and they're like, well, we can't have a fire. Dogs. Fuck yes. Ah, they sh- when they when they go when in the first movie when they go to like the snow place, they should dogs just be around all the time. Yeah, that would be so good. It's the dog movie. It's not the dog movie. Well, I don't think I don't think I don't even know if the dogs are in that at all. I guess we'll find out. See, it seems like Tazda is like over feeling bad about uh oh yeah about everything he did. He's like he's all he he's just bought into the like uh Child soldiers is okay actually, and not only are they okay, they're cool, and that's what I'm gonna name my bridge after one. Yeah, that like that that guy's like a really special guy. And he's he's my favorite. Something that I was thinking about when I was wa- when I was like watching the end of it, like watching this episode is um uh so we know that like Gato it was like the the biggest like trade magnate in the world or whatever, right? Like he's the biggest shipping magnate in the world. He was like responsible for a lot of that. And like a lot of that kind of winds up falling to Tazuna. If like, if uh, some of the like various like tertiary Naruto things are to be believed. So how much of the eventual, like when it comes time to like discuss like, okay, well, Kakashi is going to be Hokage and then Naruto is going to be Hokage later. Like how much is it being weighed in the discussion that like, Hey, you know, that, like, guy who is, like, uh, managing, like, a lot of, like, the world trade, he really likes this guy. Hmm. <laughs> like, if, if you're, like, on the council trying to figure out who becomes the Hokage, how much do you weigh the fact that, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, for the economic prospects of the village, I think we should have Kakashi and or Naruto be the Hokage. Because that'll get us in good with Tazuna. God, like, like... That's the, that's the kind of thing about this this arc is like, I mean, like I, I I can talk about how um I don't really buy on like an emotional level a lot of stuff with Tasuna, but it's like very fascinating to consider when you think about like the world of Naruto of like you know this is like kind of like a tragedy, but also it's a huge win for the village hidden the leaves because they like took out like this big like this this big crime guy who was like managing a lot of like global trade and like was just causing a mess for everybody and they replaced him with a guy who really likes them yeah great deal Kashi is he's going back home he's getting a raise for this one yeah it doesn't matter if he wants it or not like they're just like hey man good work out there man sucks that a kid died um also cha-ching <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you know they're they're they're, they're walking away and tosmo has got a sappy thing about naming it the great naruto bridge and uh so I talked earlier in this episode, earlier we're talking about this episode about how like in the big scene with uh with, with Zabaza on the bridge, like the big action scene, like there's some CG stuff that works really well. When they're walking along the bridge here, the CG does not look very good. It, it looks like they finished building the bridge and forgot to texture it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's been two weeks. They finished, they like they finished construction, but like you know the, the texturing passed. Like that's gonna that's gonna happen after after Naruto and friends leave. Yeah, you gotta go in with like a little paintbrush, just like a whole thing. And it's 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 fine, but like, man, it's it's pretty ugly. Just don't look at it. <laughs> just don't just don't think about it. 
yeah i mean so that's 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 the first arc of naruto we finished talking about yeah i mean it's definitely my favorite arc of naruto so far <laughs> oh mine too well what a surprise yeah like again like it's it, it's it's kind of a shame like we we i like, like we kind of like wind up finishing like talking about a bunch of stuff we don't like because i really do like this arc and i, I guess when it comes to thinking about naruto i a thing i don't want to do is um I, I don't want to come across like I think the like like talking like I think that it is um like I, I I don't want to come across like I am like taking points off of the show for like this being like I I don't want to come across like I am saying that the show is bad for like having uh the the characters go on missions towards uh political ends that I think are unsatisfying and uh like not like the kind of thing that I would not support if they were happening in real life right like. My my big beef is not is is mostly that I think a lot of the the land of wave stuff is kind of unsatisfying, like emotionally. But like the part where it's like, if you think about it, it's kind of um, if, if you think about it, it's kind of just like putting a new guy in charge that is like nicer and like more cooperative is like one of the most interesting things about the arc to me. Yeah, like I, th- I think that um, Naruto as we go through it is not going to be like a show about them like remaking the world to like fit my politics and i don't think it should be and i'm not like interested in like making stretches to say like the show is doing that um but i do think it is a show that like depicts enough about its world that the ways in which um like characters like visions for how to improve it and like how they can change it like fall short of my own are like really interesting to talk about and to think about and when i'm thinking into that i just i just, I just really don't want to want to sound like i'm going and then the show is bad because it doesn't end with them doing a communist revolution or whatever yeah, I am. Well, that's that's your prerogative. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I'm with you there. Like, I don't... Like, would I think it would be fucking sick if there was a show that was that... Like this? Yeah, obviously. But, like, not... It's just not that. And, like, I wouldn't necessarily want this to be that, even. Because hmm, I, I don't think it could get there in a satisfying way, right? No. Because if, like... I don't know. Like, I, like, I, like, I've definitely seen stories that like try to end with like, okay, and now we've we've fixed it without having like a clear vision of how uh, of how of how they get there. Whereas I think that like, I mean, t- talking about Naruto broadly, it ends up being a show where uh, like they're you know they end up being a show of, like characters like resolving to like try and reform things to make them better without having like a super clear like vision of what to do with that and like. I think that's fascinating, and I think that's like a really interesting through line to be like looking at, and like lens to be looking at the show through, even if um, that's not necessarily the intent. And I think that's like more interesting if like th- than if we um, if like we cut to like the final chapter and uh, so, and like somehow the like the various like child soldier CAs of the world have like successfully made everything like perfect. Yeah, that's. Which is, which is maybe getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but like I don't know, I just kind of want to establish my perspective on yeah, right, on, like on this stuff because we like we kind of wind up talking about like what we feel like this mission is accomplishing in the broader like framework of the world a lot in here. I I I think I think it is important to like differentiate between going like wow the broader implications of that you know in the setting like suck and like it's not it wouldn't be good to live there or whatever and being like. The show is bad now because of this. It's a worse show. Totally, totally. Because those are not even close to, like, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Because the show isn't, like, trying to do that. And so, like, it would be kind of silly to, like... 
like it like it would be kind of silly to like to 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 come at this from an angle of like seeing how successfully the show is depicting my own beliefs yeah but but also that doesn't mean that we can't talk about it because we're going to yeah (laughs) whether we like it or not Mm -hmm. yeah i think overall like just like the whole stuff with like the village uh and like all of that stuff was like kind of messy and a lot of the things that come out of it feel like unearned and just like i know i've said this a lot but like the canned response for that like general situation Mm -hmm. but everything to do with zabuza and haku it's so good it's so good like it it is it is such a good um like it, it does such a good job of like communicating what the stakes of the world are once like you get out into um like 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 once once you get out of the village and like going on missions that are like actually dangerous, like it does such a good, it does such a good job of like set, like setting up what the themes of Naruto are on a broader scale. Uh... Yeah, right. Like, and we haven't even gone into like I guess we we have a little bit, but like this arc specifically is like where Naruto learns to be Naruto, both in like a person and a show. Yeah, right. I guess like yeah, yeah, like he, like at the end he's like resolving to like f- find a different way to live that isn't like just putting down your dissatisfaction with like the tragedies you have to like witness and carry out for your entire life yeah i think like it presents a really compelling tragedy to like kick that off and i think on that level it is like extremely successful yeah and there's like a lot of like technical and like animation stuff where like naruto as like an anime was like really getting into its groove and like starting to look like naruto this arc Mm mm-hmm you know, and, and and it's just it's just cool how both of those things are manifesting like at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to say? No, I, I think I've like I, I'm like feeling pretty like satisfied with how I've like communicated my thoughts on this arc, and uh, I am looking forward to getting into the tuning exams next time we record. Yeah. What episodes are we watching? We are watching episodes tw- twenty through twenty-two. Nice. Uh, well, we'll see you next time. Later, and remember. There's no such thing as filler.